seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and today we are going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about what it means to go from a tragedy to triumph. We'll talk about the process of grief, relationship to the Lord throughout this process, and other ideas for what may help you get through a time period of grief, or maybe help someone else who's going through grief. To help walk us through this conversation, it is my pleasure to welcome our special guest, Vange Anderson, the author of From Tragedy to Triumph. <laughs> thank Welcome. You. Thank you, Deb. It's good to be here. Well, thank you so much. Vange, I've obviously known you for quite some time. Yes. But we want to give our listening audience just a little brief overview of who you are. Are you married? Do you have children? Mm, I have been married to my husband, Dick, for 45 years. He's still the neatest guy I ever met. We have five children. We live on a farm. We're both educators. He was the principal of the local high school, and he's my best friend. Amen. I love that. I love that. And how many years of marriage are you celebrating? Forty-five. Forty-five. Praise the Lord for that. That is, we don't hear those numbers very often anymore, do we? (laughs) Banj, I want to thank you for coming in today to talk to us about grief, because the reason we're here is because your daughter, Amy, did die in a horrific car accident several yes. years ago. Yes, she did. So thank you so much for coming to talk to us about mm, this. You're welcome. Let's go back to that time period. Well, my daughter was 17, one month and one day before she would have turned 18. And she had uh, she had been home that day and I was just having fun watching her play ball with my with her siblings she was finally becoming one of them and then towards in the afternoon she uh, said she wanted to go with her friend and I was in the habit at that time of telling my kids, you will have a better time if you get a hug and a kiss from your mom before you go. And so I gave her a hug and a kiss, and I said, I love you, Amy. And she said, I love you too, Mom. And then she was gone. She, uh, What I found out later was that uh, she and her friend had, were going to go pick wildflowers, and... Uh, it rolled, and she was thrown. Thankfully, she did not suffer, Uh, but her friend ran as far as she could to get help, but it was was too late. Even if we had been following her, there's nothing we could have done. And uh, uh, our nephew, Tim, came with the police, and told us to go to the hospital, and we we left, went to a T in the road, turned left, the accident was to our right, and I just had a weird feeling that I was leaving her, and I actually was, because they were still working on her, and we went to the hospital. As a mom, in that moment, I can't even imagine that that heart just breaking knowing my daughter's over here and it's time to go this other direction. No. I rocked back and forth in the car and just uh, between saying, oh God, oh God, 
and telling Amy to hang on, hang on. And that was all I could do. So you obviously get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They do bring her in, and you have a moment with her in the room, and mm-hmm. you are having a conversation with the doctor. Take us mm-hmm. to that moment. Well, they brought us into the trauma room when they were still working on her, and I knew the moment I walked in that she was gone. And in my mind, I said, oh, honey, you're not in there. But uh, verbally, I said, oh, honey, reach out to Jesus, reach out to Jesus. And they continued working on her for a, a couple minutes for our welfare, I think. Uh, and then the doctor looked at me. I was standing right next to him, and he said something about we're not, it's time to stop. We're not getting a response. And I, I nodded, not in acknowledgement of what he was saying. I wanted him to go, you know, keep working on her, but there wasn't any use at that point. There's something that felt important about the nodding of, I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying I want to be in agreement here in this moment. Right. But I understand what you're saying. And it's in Jesus' hands now. Yes. Yes. And and you mentioned in your book, From Tragedy to Triumph, that you had so many people coming in to be with you in this moment. And Mm -hmm. that the hospital staff was so caring and gentle and Mm -hmm. just allowed you this time with her. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, people were very, very helpful, very tender, very um, caring. Yeah. You also had to make an important decision about organ donation in this moment. So apparently about two months before the accident, Amy had had a conversation with you about organ donation. Yes, it was rent. Really interesting looking back. Uh, She said if anything ever happened to her, she would want to donate her body and tissues so that others could live. And we knew by the smile on her face and in her eyes that she meant what she was saying. And so that made it not easy, but easier to honor her wishes and and to make that a reality for her. I love this distinction, Vange, between easy and easier. Yeah. There is nothing easy was, about the death of no, a child. nothing. Ever. And what you are putting into this distinction is that if there was an easier in the moment, it mm-hmm. was knowing that someone else may live. Well, and it was knowing that that was a wish she would have she would have wanted us to do that. And that that made it doable. Yeah. You mm. also talk about when you left the hospital and you went home, Pastor Mark was there. Yes. And he just kept saying, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And you said, Jesus is, <laughs> it is Jesus. We it need is. Jesus now. Like, mm. this is it. Well, Absolutely. Absolutely. There, um, I wouldn't be as well as I am now if not for Jesus, if not for the Holy Spirit working through and people coming and praying for us. 
there were nights when all I could do was uh, wake up my prayer warriors. That was all I could say. And in the morning, I'd feel like I had to call them and apologize for waking them up in the middle of the night. But, yeah, it's... You had faith before. Yes. But this brought your faith to a whole new level. Yeah, it's where the, where the rubber hits the road, I suppose. Yeah. It's where you have to rely on your faith. It's where you have to do something. There was a moment, um, I don't know how long it was after the accident now, but I was I heard the words in my head, well, do you still believe in me? And my answer, uh, thank God, literally, was, to whom would I go? You have the words of everlasting life. There's nothing else I can do. God gave you gifts, if I can use that term, Mm -hmm. within this tragedy. Absolutely. And one of the stories that you shared was how God moved mountains to get your son, Bob, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Off the cruise ship. So we better tell this and then also the gift that he brought that actually you felt was another sign. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my son Bob was on on the Mediterranean Sea on his honeymoon when this accident happened, and we couldn't get a hold of him. We tried, and all we would hear was, no speak English, call back nine. And we finally went through John, who is in the military, and he got a hold of military people that uh, went out to the ship and told Bob what was happening or what had happened. And he called back at 3 o'clock in the morning, and um, we talked about it. And then he called back the next day and said, we can get a flight from here to Germany and one from Germany to Chicago, but we can't get a flight from Chicago to Minneapolis or from Minneapolis to come home. And so we thought, okay, we're going to have to do something. Well, God put the people we needed with their talents and expertise in our home. Our son Mark works on the cutting edge of computers. He was on the uh, Internet looking for flights to go home. Our friend Jack was a wonderful communicator. He was on the telephone talking to the uh, airlines. And the airline was saying, we don't have anything in the time frame you need to get, get them home. We have nothing. Mark was on the computer, and he said, yes, you do. Check out flight number such and such. And they looked and said, oh, you're right. That's how we got them home. Praise the Lord. And then when they they came into our airport, I could hardly wait to get my hands on them, you know. And and uh, they were coming out as we were going in, and I just grabbed them. And, and then he gave me this box. We're going to get to that box in just okay. a minute. We're going to give people. We're, this is the cliffhanger, right? This is the okay. <laughs> we're going to we're going to get to what was, what in, that, was in that what box. was in that box. <laughs> yeah. We are going to take a brief pause. We are talking with Vange Anderson, the author of From Tragedy to Triumph, and we're going to talk about what's in the box right after this break. 
When it comes to planning for your future, you want an advisor who understands your Christian values. Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson offer financial planning based on biblical principles. They can help you plan for your goals in a way that is consistent with your faith. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson today. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 First Street East in Park Rapids. Ameriprise Financial offers financial services without regard to religious affiliation or cultural background. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. I am always looking for guests who may be interested in joining me for our program. If you or someone you know has a testimony of how God is working in his or her life, I'd love to hear from you. I have an interest form on my website at lifefulofjoy.com that you can fill out and submit to me. We are often booking shows out two to three months in advance, so please be patient as we go through our interest forms. Shine your light to the world. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We are talking with Vange Anderson, the author of From Tragedy to Triumph, and we have been talking about a vehicle accident in which her daughter Amy passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, we are now at the point where we're talking about this <laughs> box that Bob, who the Lord worked a miracle to get him from this cruise ship that he had been on and then all the travel arrangements, right. he gets in and he gives you the box. What is the significance? He gave me the box, and he said, Mom, we bought this for Amy when we were in Europe, and we think, I think she would want you to have it. And I thought, oh, dear Lord, (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. And then I looked at the box, and it was wrapped in duct tape. Now, duct tape in our family is a symbol of love. Because I cared enough about you that I wrapped this present in duct tape. And you are going to show me that you love me by spending the time to open it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, And and that was enough to break the tension for me. And I was able to uh, accept it without falling apart. And so, yeah, I brought it home, and I opened it up, took all the time to take the duct tape off, and it was a uh, blue and green and clear cat that was blown out of glass. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I still have it. Oh, and I love the duct tape just, and it's that moment where you just need to have a smile and a laugh, right? Yes. Like, it just, it's that moment. Yes. to break the tension. Exactly. So... In the days that follow Amy's passing, you talk about being numb and yes. how numb is good. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about the context of numb is good. It's like I knew in my head what had happened, but the message hadn't gotten to my heart, and I didn't want it to find out. And so I was numb, and I was 
on automatic pilot pretty much. Yeah. You talk in the same sort of component of talking about the numb is good. You also talked about Psalm 46, 1. That really, I'm paraphrasing here, but we're not promised that we're not going to have troubles. Right. But that he will be very present to help in trouble. Exactly. And it's interesting how the numb can actually be a gift in allowing us to get through a lot of what we're experiencing. Exactly. Exactly. It was um, an experience I don't think I would have been able to handle without being numb it was it was a needed thing for me so i know you had so many people around you and there was so much happening and people just caring for you and loving on you mm-hmm. i think it's important that we talk about whether or not you were angry with god i never allowed myself to express anger about god Because I believed he was there to help her transition from this world to the next. He helped her in a spot where I couldn't. There was nothing I could do to help her. Only God could, and it was either God or his angels that were ministering to me, so to her. So how could I possibly express anger at him? And however, every time... I started to feel anger, I would push it down because it was not acceptable to me. And I think it might have been a couple of years after that, I was having a quiet time with the Lord, and he said, you know, part of you is mad at me. (laughs) Don't you just love how (laughs) You know. (laughs) I know. And you know what my faith-filled response was? Well, probably. Well, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> Can you believe? I mean, he's God. He's right, you know. So at, at least I was finally able to admit, yes, part of me is mad at you. But he was okay. He knew it anyway, so I might as well be honest, you know. Oh, my goodness. I did, this is what I love about the Lord. He so meets us where we're at. And anger can be an emotion that when we are aware of it and understand it and what it's doing, mm-hmm. and we work with the Lord in it, that's when he transforms us. Right, right. And he took the time to wait until I was ready to admit, yeah, part of me's mad at you. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> probably. He was probably I just, right. <laughs> I love that in the book when I read that, I and I could so hear you doing that. Well, probably. <laughs> and... I may be completely wrong about this, but how many of us have had anything that may have happened to us where we try to stuff the anger because, well, how could I be angry with God? He created me. He this, he that. It's like, well, this is a great, I think this for a lot of people, God can work through it and with it and transform us in it when we surrender to what that looks like with him. Yeah. So one of the things that I really appreciated in your book was this football analogy. Mm -hmm. And of course, you and I both love football anyway. Absolutely. (laughs) So share with us how God used football to actually inspire more growth for you. Okay. Well, one morning I was waking up and God gave me a vision of a storm, black, black storm clouds. 
And I could see that I was on the one-yard line of a football field full of mud and muck. And I was all by myself. And there was a, a light hanging down from heaven. It was a triangular light like you might see in an old warehouse. Just enough light to see where I was. And then to my left, there appeared a ghost-like figure of a man who I knew was the Holy Spirit. And he was my coach and my guide. And as long as I kept my eyes on him, we were making progress. But the minute I took my eyes off of him and started feeling sorry for myself, which I did, then he had to stop leading me through the mud and the muck and turn around and minister to me as I started to sink. Then my eyes were drawn to a light from the grandstands, and it became brighter as I gazed that way, and there were uh, quite a few people standing up and cheering, just like they do at a football game. And I didn't hear anything, but I knew their cheers were for me, like, hold her in your arms and comfort her. Give her some strength. And what amazed me was that whatever they prayed for was released to me. And I was able to go on. But without their cheers, I didn't have the strength, the stamina, nor the desire to go on. And that was all there was that morning. But then through the years, there have been more revelations, I should say. My husband and I uh, took a class together. It was like a first down. We reconnected. I wrote about my daughter, first down. And again, my faith-filled response was, big deal. (laughs) What do I get with all this effort but the right to get up and do it again? But that's what first downs are. You fight for the right to get up and do it again. There were tackles. I would see something my daughter wanted or would have enjoyed, and it tackled me for a loss, and I had to fight my way back to where I had been. There were... um, Lateral passes from other mothers who had lost children. They gave me understanding. I was able to throw a few myself. There was gear, protective gear. I mean, it's really stupid to go out into a football game without protective gear, right? Well, I had to do the same thing. I had to put on the entire armor of God in order to stand my ground, in order to not sink. And uh, the shield of faith I found especially helpful because when I was in my 20s, I took 1 Thessalonians 5.18 as my life verse. In all things, give thanks, for this is the will of Christ Jesus in you. And it was, it was a lifesaver for me. Having gone through... Uh, the exercise of giving God thanks and giving thanks for everything. I mean, it could be, oh, thank you for the parking spot. I didn't want to have to walk very far. Uh, It forced me to look at things for which I was truly thankful. I didn't want it to be, oh, thanks a lot sort of thing. I wanted to be honest but truly thankful. And things were there. I was thankful for the people that worked so hard to save her. I was thankful for the people I knew were praying. I was thankful for the the people I didn't know who were praying. I was thankful that we were able to get to the hospital. I was thankful for the people that 
worked hard on her there and for the people that helped get us Bobby home and all those things. So there are things that are thankful, and it took my focus onto the good things. I still hurt. I still grieved. But I could also see hope, and there's a big difference in that. Mm-hmm. So that I had hope and grief at the same time. And I know that sounds strange, but that's what it was. It reminds me of what we talked about in the beginning. It may not be easy, but things can make it easier. Exactly. It's not that you're not going to have grief, but hope makes it easier exactly and he tells us we will grieve we just don't have to grieve like those that have no hope there's a huge difference in that yes and the difference is jesus i love one of the things that you said was the bumper sticker oh (laughs) about peace (laughs) we got to get that exactly on there uh no peace no christ no peace no Christ, no peace. Yeah. N O versus K N O W. Yeah. And is that good or is that good? Uh, yeah. And it's true. And we are so grateful. We are thankful that you <laughs> came in today to talk to us about grief. Mm-hmm. We are grateful that you have written from tragedy to triumph. Mm-hmm. And we are grateful that you have shared your journey with us to give us hope. You're welcome. We haven't walked in your shoes. No. But your journey helps all of us to apply to our own lives mm-hmm. for what God has for us from what you went through. Mm-hmm. Vange, I know one of the things that the Lord has given you throughout this time is often a poem, a word, a scripture. And there was mm-hmm. one particular poem that you just knew it was the Lord starting to mm-hmm. download. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I was writing a poem about my daughter, and then a little ways into it, it was like the Lord dictated to me the rest of the poem. I think you can tell where he took off. This is it. Closing my eyes, I wrap my arms around the air, pretending, pretending you're still there. A little girl once more upon my lap, sharing love and laughter. Whispering sweet nothings in your ear, I softly place a kiss upon your head, only to open my eyes and find my heart's tears falling on your grave instead. Amazed and awed, I sense Christ's tears upon my heart, washing mine away with words of comfort, hope, and love. Remember, Oh, remember, my precious one, my tears and drops of blood were shed for you. Upon that cross, I paid the price in full for you and for all your loved ones to redeem, so that within heaven's gates you may rejoice face to face again with those you love. The sweet reunion yearned for awaits your homecoming. We'll welcome you with open arms. It's a day we look forward to as well. For at last, at last, our loved one has come home. 
In peace and joy, O precious one, reside. In hope and love, await the day when heaven's glory surrounds your soul and sweet reunions fill your heart again. Thank you. Mm -hmm. For those of you listening, Vange has also put together 14 steps, ideas, suggestions for things that can help you if you are processing grief. We have that available to you. If you go to lifefulofjoy.com, you can download that. And we want to thank you for joining us today. We also want to thank Phil Elke for engineering today's program. And we just want to remind you to live joy and share joy. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.